0: Well, hello Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, welcome back to Leecher Birds, episode 38. Uh, I am Jimmy. My co-host is the cunning linguist, the quintessential stud muffin, the man who puts the you and you-who, and the future center of the Baltimore Ravens. Matt, how the hell are you?
1: You know, I might have a chance at that.
0: Y- you might the be way, able to do
1: better. The way it's been looking, yeah, I might have a chance at that. I got to gain about 100 pounds, though. Probably too. <laughs> I'm all right, man. How are you?
0: Oh man, I tell you what, I'm surviving after last night, but um, but you know what? We're not we're not gonna touch on that just yet. So we're gonna tease that look for a little bit for later on. Um, and before we go ahead and get started, I want to let everybody know this bro- this podcast is being brought to you ad free, uh, unlike any other podcast that claim to be ad free <laughs> and aren't uh we are ad free and any mentions of any products that we support are purely coincidental so uh once again completely ad free for our listeners for all of birdland for all the raven's flock um you're not going to hear any ads whatsoever unless we just randomly decide to mention something uh but no paid advertisement here on this website on
1: this podcast that's that's not by choice it's just we don't have any ads
0: yes yeah, i mean by all means if you guys want to give <laughs> us some money say we'll be more than happy to take it say we'll plug whatever you want to plug you won't plug okay. some uh you you, you won't plug just about anything we'll be more than happy go ahead mention it say and, and we're cheap too you know i mean five ten bucks
1: easy plug yeah so what well, did something happen are you um are you just covering are you just like being careful here or what did something go down
0: um nothing's gone down that just there's there's some other uh sports podcasts and more other Orioles podcasts that uh, claim to be ad free um, and then they go ahead and they put ads like in the middle of their podcast like we'll be talking right now and then all of a sudden you'll hear about a, a plug about Baltimore and everything else and it's just like no
2: and it's just no, you know it's
0: just like random plugs in there inside of it so like they're not even like doing the broad do, doing the actual plug It's just like a recording just interrupts the podcast. Like, I could be talking right now and then plug. And then all of a sudden it just resumes, like, me talking again. I'm just like – and it's annoying. It's annoying for all podcasts. And um, I'm not just specifying this one podcast that does it because there's multiple ones that do it. I don't know if you've heard it on some of the ones that you listen to lately, but it it just – it really
1: grinds my gears. So more than anything, this is just like a dig at some other – some other podcasts.
0: Well, yeah. You know, okay. And, and, and I tell you what, say the other podcast even tried to hold their listeners hostage. Um, and basically said that if they sign up for the Patreon, then they'll go ahead and, uh, they'll go ahead and take the plugs off. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it just, it's unnecessary. But once again, <laughs> say that being said, if anybody wants to go ahead and get some, uh, get some advertisement with us. All I got to do is just send us a little something. So we'll be more than happy to advertise whatever you want. Just reach out to us, bleacherbirds at gmail.com. Uh, all that aside, my friend, what's been going on with you this week? Anything?
1: Um, I don't know. It's all blurring now. It was going a lot better until last night. Yeah. Um, Three day weekend though. That's exciting.
0: Uh, oh, that's right. That's Say, uh, Yeah. You're off tomorrow. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah, so uh, some of us tortured souls do not get the three day weekend, so we'll be uh, <clears throat> we'll be continuing to work, but that's okay.
1: That's right, man. It gives you character. <laughs>
0: it gives me something. That
1: hard work, yeah, <laughs> gives me something. I'm slowly dying inside, so that's why they give me three day weekends here and there.
0: The, the the positive side from having to. Work, uh, work retail during this pandemic, and work at a grocery store during this pandemic, because we're next in line for the shot. So, uh, you know, they're currently on one B. The little man, little guy, did not get forgotten. We're currently part of one C. So, as soon as they start that thing up, it sounds like uh, yours truly will be the next, uh, next man in line to go ahead and get that
1: shot. Oh, okay, one C, huh? Yeah, that's good.
0: So I'm that's not. Uh, cool. I'm. <laughs> Uh, I'll let you know this. I, of course, you know, uh, you know this, but not many people know. I have an absolute uh, undiagnosed phobia of needles, and even as a 39-year-old man, I'm not looking forward to the shot.
1: No, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty much the same way. I'm yeah. not necessarily like – like if I'm about to get a shot, I'm not like scared or – I don't know. I, I don't care that I'm going to get stuck with a needle or whatever.
0: Let Let, let but, me uh, – let let me, mean, let me let me clarify this one. Um, when I was six years old, I had to go ahead and get a shot, and it took seven nurses to hold me down while the other one <laughs> administered the shot. Oh Lord, <clears throat> again, six years old, seven grown adults holding me down because of my fear of the shot.
1: Yeah, an unhinged seven year old can be kicking and swinging. So, so and unfortunately, it
0: really, really hasn't gotten any better. So, unless, uh, unless it's a life or death, or if I absolutely have to, um, yeah, I do my best not to get any shots. I don't get the flu shot every year. I know that's frowned upon by many, but um, knock on wood, I haven't gotten the flu either. So, um, but this pandemic is a lot more serious. It's, uh, it's definitely something to be worried about. And unfortunately I'm just going to have to suck it up buttercup and go ahead and get that shot. Say, cause, uh, you know, it, it seems like, uh, can't live without it. So.
1: Yeah, man, take it if they're giving it to you, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But, um, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not like necessarily afraid of the needle, but right after I get like lightheaded and I feel like I'm going to pass out. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm on that end.
0: No, I'm like the the whole the whole procedure to it. So from the time that they go ahead and get that little like uh, that little wipe to go ahead and wipe your arm and clean your arm off, like <laughs> that's when, when it they start right? when they do that, that's when it starts. And then all of yeah, a sudden so they take help. that uh they take that like band and wrap it around your arm to tighten your arm.
3: Yeah, like
0: that's all of a sudden like that's the tensest moment in the world. And then like I have to look away and uh just like i want to not know that it's coming and of course you always tense up and they tell you not to tense up i'm like how am i supposed to relax you're getting ready to literally just stab me with something <laughs> oh don't tense yeah, up. you know try what? To relax i'm like no th- th- that doesn't make sense i'm gonna yeah, put you're you right. off a building try to relax no you No, know, i'm going to stab you with something try to relax
4: I'm going, right. to, when the,
3: I'm going to suck
0: the blood out of your body. Try to relax. Like, do people even think about this? Like, of course, people are going to tense up during these moments. So,
3: I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. But again, say so we're just going to go ahead and deal with it.
1: Alright, complete silence. Nice uh surprise. I tried I tried I tried getting in there and saying a few words, but uh, I, you kept going. I, so I, I, do. Could... I
0: apologize. Alright. So anywho, um uh, one last thing before we go ahead and get started on our actual details. Say so guys, we um uh, we just want to take time to go ahead and thank you. Uh we went ahead and hit over nine hundred listens, uh grand total this week. Um something certainly couldn't be done without you guys listening right now. Uh two jackasses just decided to go ahead and get a sports podcast going during a non-sports season. Uh, We talked some Korean baseball and we talked uh, a little bit about life. And uh, then all of a sudden Oriole season started and Raven seeds season started. So we got a little bit going on there. Um, But again, just want to thank all of our listeners because uh, you know, what started out as kind of a goof has ended up being a weekly, uh, weekly podcast that, you know, we both truly enjoy. So once again, thanks to uh thanks to all of our listeners for sticking with us and spread the word. Let's see if we can't get a few more listens.
1: Yeah man, that's great. Um I can't wait for the day that nine hundred listens is like the daily uh occurrence when we drop the podcast. So that's that's our goal. Could you imagine that? <laughs> no, no, I can't
0: and I think at that point in time some uh some sponsors might sign up for us. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. All right, well, uh, Matt, why don't we go ahead and get into things? Why don't you go ahead and hit the music? We're going to jump on over to the KBO. All
1: right, we're back.
0: We are back. All right. So uh, this KBO segment, I went ahead and called for, Um, you know, I was I was really, really just looking forward to the KBO being over and done with. But I'm just looking for any and every excuse to hear our uh, KBO song. Um, So, Matt, I sent you a text the other day, say uh, your Christmas present was not forgotten. Uh, It has shown up and uh, it should be delivered to you today, sir. Uh, awesome. as, uh, as we record this podcast, so we just have to figure out when a good time it will be for me to come by. And, uh, I'll be more than happy to be delivering your KBO NC Dino 2020
1: t-shirt. No, no it looks great, man. I, I wasn't rooting for them, but I'll gladly wear that shirt because it looks awesome.
0: <laughs> so, so you had a question for me when, uh, when I first went ahead and sent you the picture of it and <laughs> would, would you care to go back to what that question was?
1: Well, no, I was just looking at the picture of um, Swole Daddy there, mm-hmm. and I know I know he's got like um, dinosaur arms, but it kind of looks like he's doing a, a crotch chop, <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: well, it's it's uh it's Swole Daddy over top of the uh, over top of the KBO banner, and he seems like he's uh, gesturing towards the KBO banner, um. And yeah, the, the question of your crotch chop, it didn't come to my mind when I first saw it, but then when you went ahead and pointed it out to me, I thought that was uh yeah, it's that's pretty spot
1: on. So I don't know yeah. if that
0: was intentional or not, but um
1: yeah. I think was. I think that's um subconsciously you picked that design out because it was doing that.
0: That that was your shirt that I could find and that's the shirt that uh, <laughs> that you received, my friend.
1: Well that was a good one. It's kinda like he's saying, Well, we won, what do you think about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so that that being said, uh, it's not to be uh not to be mis uh misinterpreted. Like I'm glad that we were able to get the shirts. However, that shirt was supposed to be in a different color yet they uh the distributor screwed up and gave me a different color, so uh it was supposed to be more of like a heather green and it turned out to be a olive. But um you know, e- either way. I guess a KBO shirt's a KBO shirt and it's only fitting that uh it's KBO and it came in the wrong color. <laughs>
1: well, it's coming over from Korea, so give him a break.
0: Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it probably just got lost in translation somewhere.
1: There you go. There you go. All right. They didn't. Know, they didn't know what Heather Green meant.
0: Yeah, they shouldn't have it as a freaking option. Then they got. Well, you want to
1: throw it? You want to throw in a um a free plug free plug here for where did you order that shirt from?
0: Uh, no, I don't want to throw on a free plug there. Say because the. Uh, Because they screwed up the order, so they don't get a free plug. Oh,
1: okay. All right. So, all right. Well, I think think the shirt looks good, so thank you very much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll be bringing that by a little bit later on today. All right. So, um, that being said, uh, that closes up our KBO segment. Uh, Matt getting a free KBO KBO T-shirt. And, guys, we're going (laughs) to jump right into Orioles baseball here. So, you ready for this one, Matt?
3: Oh, yeah.
0: All right. So we're going to go ahead and get things started. So we teased this last week. Uh, the and Orioles account went ahead and tweeted out. Uh, a, they did it in a draft form, but they were selecting the uh, best Orioles roster uh, that they could put together with any players that have played in Camden Yards. And, uh, of course, they're looking for five starting pitchers, uh, looks like seven relief pitchers, and of course every position player as well. Now the rules are that the or that the player has to be an Oriole, and that they had to play at Camden Yards from any point in time from the time the Camden Yards opened until 2020. So, uh, Matt, how do we want to do this? Do we want to run down through our starting rotation? Uh, do we want to run through our lineup? Um, do we want to do one and one or what's, what do you feel is the best way for us to go ahead and go through this?
1: Um, I didn't really think about the best way to go through it. So I'm just going to suggest the way I wrote it down here. All Let's right. Start, start at first base Mm-hmm. And work our way around, man. All right. so you, Work, work you, our you, way around the infield, <clears> jump to the outfield and pitchers last.
0: Okay. All right. So do you want to list, uh, list yours and then I'll list mine, or do you want to go all the way around all of your infield and then I'll list my entire field or.
1: Well, let's do it like a let's do it like a snake draft. I'll, I'll go first, and then you, and then you start the next one going first.
4: Well, All right,
0: but that's not going to be right when we go ahead and have the same player. But go ahead. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> well, wait. How do you want to handle that? that, that that's going to happen. I, I mean, there's a few positions here where that's definitely oh, going to happen.
0: It, it's definitely going to happen. It'll be it'll be good radio though when uh, somebody has uh, the uh, the other person, then somebody's got to think on the fly for who to pick.
1: So. Oh, we can't pick the same person.
0: Well, I mean, we can We can mention that we have the same person, but then we're going to have to opt to somebody else if we're going to snake draft it.
1: Oh, you were you were blasting that, that. Okay, I was only doing that as far as, like, announcing our players, but you were blasting the fact that they did it as a draft.
0: Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the fact that they did it as a draft. I was, it was just like, you know, it was like, well, let me see what your true team actually looks like.
1: No, no, let's do that then. I don't, I don't care if you have the same player. All right. Well, you you just right. the draft, and I was just like, oh, okay, this sucker went into nah, the I mean, just the, uh, just the announcement, like, <clears throat> style. Like, I'll go first, you go second, then you start the next one first, I'll go second.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that, like, the uh, era of fantasy football uh, would lead you to believe that you really, really don't want to necessarily get into a draft war with me.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. Right. Well, l- let's leave that talk for uh, another time, because we could get into that and your shady shady practices in fantasy football.
0: All right, well, before we get into my shady practices in fantasy football, let's not mind you the fact that I went ahead and gave you the number two and number four, or I'm sorry, the number three and number five running back um, during fantasy football season this season.
1: You had no idea that would happen. Well, you didn't give them to me. You just suggested I I draft them. I
0: told you that if I had room on my roster, I'd have picked them up.
1: All right. All right. Moving on. Let's move on.
0: Moving on. We're in the
1: we're in Orioles talk, man. That's right. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to start off. We got to pick Eddie Murray here.
4: Ooh, okay.
1: Well, you you don't think so?
0: So you're going Eddie Murray for the one season that he played in Camden Yards?
1: Hey, it counts, man. I thought that's what we were doing here. You just said it does. That's fair. I mean, he would have made the list of best (laughs) all-time first baseman. So if he played in Camden Yards, he makes my list. Sure.
0: Um, I opted, and I think this one's going to surprise you. I did not opt with Eddie. I went ahead with, uh, Raphael Palmeiro. All
1: right, yeah, he, he was definitely an option, but I'm sure you know why I, uh, had to rule him out.
0: Yeah, probably because of the same talk that we just had a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit earlier, uh, with some needles being involved and things of that
1: sort. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was the guy running around giving everybody needles, so.
0: All right, so Jay Gavin's probably will not be making your list as well.
1: No, nah, no, nah, no, Jay Gibbons. Well, right, he's an well, outfielder, I, he's an outfielder too, so.
0: It's second base, I'll go ahead and take this one, lead this one off. Uh, I went with uh, Roberto Alomar Jr. I think that's the obvious pick, um, just absolute <laughs> stud player. Um, and from your reaction, it sounds like, uh, sounds like you're not going to go this way with me either, so uh, go
1: ahead. No, this is, this is funny you said the obvious pick. I mean, he was, he, he was on the team for what, two years?
0: He was there for I want to say like three or four.
1: I thought it was like two or three, so that's why I eventually went with Brian Roberts.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it, it's hard for me to go ahead and pick a uh, pick a Yankee to uh, for the Orioles.
4: Okay, you know,
1: so yeah, I respect
0: that. He he officially became dead to me when he joined the
1: Yankees. All right, so I'm guessing a couple other players later down the list aren't <laughs> going to make your uh, team then. We'll we- see.
0: We shall see, my friend. We shall okay. see. I'm looking for... Uh, I'm currently looking for Robert, uh, Roberto Alomar um, with the Orioles here. Let's see here. One, two, three. 1996 or 1998. So, okay. Yeah, three years. So we were one. <laughs> right, well, pretty spot on. I said, uh, I said three to four. You said two to three.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, we'll be in the middle there. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely on my radar, but I just wanted to Brian Roberts because... Grew up watching him and he's he put his time in there. All right, that's fair. So, uh, you want to take so a I, up from here? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take shortstop. Uh, we got, of course, now this should be the obvious. We got to go Cal here.
0: Like, oh, oh you, <laughs> went, you went with uh, you went with Cal Ripken.
1: I went with Cal Ripken, yeah.
0: Mm hmm. Went with the Iron Man, <laughs>
1: yeah, of
3: course. All right, all right, fair enough.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was. Just... <laughs> I was assuming that you were going to go with Mike Bordick. I thought that was the obvious answer again. And, um, but all right, Cal Ripken. Um, I also went Cal Ripken. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I've I've since gotten over my uh, my grudge that I held against Cal Ripken for years that he was trying to destroy Little League baseball um, when he went ahead and bought his uh, made his own Cal Ripken baseball. But um, yeah, you know, I've. I've since stopped uh stopped being involved with little league baseball so I'm not really too concerned if it uh, if it fades away to nothing. So I also uh, went ahead and went with Cal Ripken as well. All right, that's good.
1: All right. No surprise there.
3: No,
0: I mean the the streak, the uh arguably the best defensive shortstop in baseball plus he, you know, he he could hit, he could uh, he could do it all except for run. Not a not a lot of stolen bases there from the uh, from the Iron Man.
1: No, but that's all
0: right. Yeah. As long as you hit the ball field, the ball that's all we can ask of you. So yeah, there are right, over five hundred so, home runs
1: and you don't right. have
0: to run. All right. So third base, I'll take third base here right off the bat. Um uh, you know, Brooks uh not uh not able to be nominated because he obviously has never played in Camden Yard, so I think we have to go to the second best uh third baseman that we've uh, had in the Orioles history and I think we have to go with Mr. Machado. Okay. Your thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, again, I you're you're gonna blast me for this one, but I gotta go. Uh, Melvin Moore. Wow. Yeah. All,
3: right. He, all right.
1: He's my. You no, know, he was my guy, though. He was. Yeah, I mean, man, he's definitely up there, but mm-hmm. as far as like time spent on the team, like putting it, putting in the time on like terrible teams and all, mm-hmm. he just like kept his mouth shut and just put up numbers. You Gotta go, Melvin there.
0: So if I had to. If I had to guess just kinda of looking at our uh, looking at our infields, it's safe to say that I went with the route of uh you know, a winning team on the field as opposed to you went more like uh more with like a heartfelt team.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean if you had Eddie Murray, <laughs> Brian Roberts, Cal Ripken, and Melvin Mora on the infield. I mean, in, I in say the prime, me.
0: if everybody was playing in the prime of their career, sure. Like, you know, I, I definitely think so. But I just, uh, you know, it, I look at Palmero, Alomar, Ripken, and Machado. Like, I mean, that infield doesn't get much better.
3: I don't know. I, think you I, should, would, I-, I would
0: gladly take Ra- uh, Roberto Alomar over Brian Roberts. And, you know, I love Mel Mora too. Not quite as much as you did, but... You know, it, there's no comparison Manny Machado to Melvin Moore. <laughs> like, no, I got wise, there's no comparison.
1: I get what you're saying, but I, I, yeah, I did look at it more of like the guys I liked watching when I was growing up. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and it's, it's good. So you'll have a team that, a uh, team of likable guys and everything, and <laughs> a team winning the World Series. So it's okay. Right. I like the way this is going. You play to win the game.
1: All right. Well, who's got catcher here? Uh, catcher, catcher. You know
0: what's interesting? I skipped over catcher. Oh, okay. So, uh, I will.
1: um, Well, I'll start. You're not going to like this one either.
0: All
1: right. I got Chris Hoyles.
0: You know, I don't, (laughs) I I honestly don't mind Chris Hoyles. Like, I I, constantly, when I think of Chris Hoyles, I think of what, what, did he have like a two grand slam game or a three grand slam game, something like that?
1: Yeah, two like, two burn Slam games,
0: yeah, like that uh, against the Indians, and that was that was crazy. Like I, I, I'm definitely uh definitely on board with the uh with the Hoyles uh with the Hoyles picks. Yeah, I think that's a good one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think a uh special uh special nomination uh futures nomination. Uh, should be in there for Adley Rushman as he is going to be the new Jesus in cleats. Uh, while he hasn't played at Camden Yards yet, he certainly will. Uh, <laughs> but he is disqualified from this because of the fact that he is uh, that he has not played.
1: In he, Yards. Uh, yeah, we can't we can't go throwing like that around.
0: Well, I mean, I. I it's only a matter of time. I think as soon as opening uh, – as soon as he plays his first game at catcher, he instantly becomes the best catcher to have ever played at Camden Yards.
1: Oh, my goodness. It sounds like that's the way you're going with this. I mean, <laughs> this isn't like a case of hype over, like, substance here. I mean, I hope he turns out to be great, but you know how, you know how that goes. I mean, we yeah. had a guy named Matt Wieters who was expected to be, like, the greatest baseball player ever. That's right. And he didn't even I, – I specifically, like –
0: you made sure not to not to say Matt or
1: something huh? Yeah, <clears throat> that that guy frustrated me so much, man.
0: So uh, I'll I'll tell you which way I went to which way I went, and this is going to uh, just fall right in line with my um, with my team. If you look at the generation that I'm going with, and I'm going to go with Javi Lopez.
1: Alright, yeah, yeah, i I thought about him.
0: Former former Orioles great Javi Lopez.
1: Yeah, he he wasn't bad. Get, uh, he was better for the Braves, but he was not bad oh, as an Oriole. Oh,
0: whoa, whoa! Look at you bringing all this Braves talk into our Oriole podcast. What's going on?
1: Here? <laughs> yeah, usually that's you, right? Yeah, that's right. Hello, pot.
0: They name is kettle.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to get you not to fall asleep here, so I mention the Braves every once in a while. All
0: right, you know what? I like that. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of the Braves, why don't we go uh, go outfield here, and uh, why don't we go ahead and go right field center field left field i'll kick things off with right field and i'm going nick mercakis
1: i thought you might mm-hmm. yeah i'm going to go with brady anderson there
0: brady anderson never played right field i think he did brady anderson played center field and left field you sir are disqualified
1: no 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 no, no. he was a, he was a i specifically remember him playing in front of that in front of the wall you you're going to have to look this one up
0: i'm <laughs> currently looking it up right now
1: all right. And if if, that, if that's not the case, I'll just switch him and my left fielder out cuz I know he played over there as well.
0: Okay, he played a couple of games in right field.
1: What's a couple? Uh, let's see. here. I mean, how do they how do they quantify that? Like what's a couple games? He probably played like half a season over there. Out the field, has its little, and the nuances and we put Brady
2: Anderson to work, we figured, "Hey, let's find out how do field at Oriole Park at Camden Yards and for Brady. It was a bit nostalgic. For instance, when was the last time he actually played in right field? Probably 2001, probably my last game. I think I was playing right field actually. So probably we're going to go over a few things. Normally I'd be standing like this, a little, a little staggered. And this is the ball. It doesn't bounce very far off the net at all. So as Nick nose, obviously, and I'm just finding out that's the ball you got to come right up to the fence. Before, you used to to want to stay away from it a little bit, because it bounced off, and now I'm quickly finding out that on any ball, you can get back. There used to be a time where a ball right here that you think you might rob and go up over over like that, you'd have to make that decision whether you're going to catch it, and then not quickly get off the wall. But now I'm seeing that it bounces so softly up that mesh,
1: before you would have probably backed off let it hit off the turf get a high bounce automatically All right. All right. you know what this sounds like to me Nick's going to have the luxury like the of one using his arm strength as he can
2: get right close to the wall so it does feel good to be back out here I have to admit it's not like I've stopped training or stopped playing uh, but it's sort of strange actually I mean this field will never be unfamiliar to me there are a few little changes as I pointed
1: out but it feels like home goodness how long is this thing man come on
2: But I certainly like being back out here. Um, wish I was still playing. And of course every
0: so, that, that that was two minutes, Matt. You act like that was a long long video. So that was that was a little two minute video of Brady Anderson explaining how to play right field.
1: yeah, and it sounded like <laughs> he was very comfortable out there, so Well that just made like feet. he was very
0: uncomfortable out there where he had to uh Had to figure out just how to.
1: (laughs) All right, but did he play that game at Camden Yards in right field? Danny Anderson. I think he played right field. I think that was a two-minute video of proving that he played in right field at Camden Yards.
0: That's proving that he did. He said that he did in his last game.
1: Well, maybe that's why I remember him out there.
0: So, Potentially. Um, but Brady Anderson was a—he uh, was an All-Star center fielder, and he started off in left field.
1: Well, I couldn't put him in center, but I had to have him on the list. So okay, that's my right fielder.
0: All right, fair enough. So uh, I'm going Nick Markakis. You're going Brady Anderson.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Uh,
0: so why don't you go ahead and kick things off with center field here?
1: All, All right. right. Uh, you got to go, Adam Jones.
0: You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about it, uh, Mister Oriole, Adam Jones. Um, you know, there's still talk about whether or not Adam should have a uh, have a statue out there. I don't necessarily think that he's earned that right. But I think uh I think Adam certainly should have uh, something in Camden Yards Um, because, I mean, the man meant everything to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily know if he's going to have maybe he goes ahead and has his own little burger joint like Dempsey's got his and Boog's got his. Who's got his beef and Dempsey's got his restaurant maybe uh maybe Adam Jones gets a little restaurant inside Camden Yards eventually yeah yeah, I don't necessarily know about statue, but uh, but definitely adam need Adam needs something he needs something in Camden Yards because he meant everything to this team
1: yeah that is a good that is a good discussion to have later, I guess like who who would get the next statue?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's certainly something we can look at. Say, we've got a lot of downtime now that, uh, you know, we're just loading up with baseball and football's right around the corner. Or football's, we're wrapping up with football and baseball's right around the corner. Switch it, reverse it. All All right. right. All right. So, uh, all right, I'm agreeing with Adam Jones here.
1: Okay.
0: So, left field, left field will be interesting. Left field, I'm going with uh, the man that played left field, Brady Anderson.
1: Oh, all right, you're throwing him out there. That's correct. So you went through all the talk about how Anderson was an all star center fielder.
0: Yes, but he started in left field.
1: Alright. Well either way, he's on both our outfields, so he should be. Um I got I got BJ Serhoff in left field. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Maybe one of those um heartfelt picks again. Mm-hmm. That I like to watch. But I don't know, man. If you, you, you watching him, he was like he was amazing out there to me. <laughs> You know what's
0: interesting is as I like look back, it was like we looked at uh we looked at shortstop, and neither one of us went towards JJ Hardy.
1: Well, how how can you how can you pick anybody but Cal Ripken?
0: <clears throat> no, no, I, I I agree with you a hundred percent. That's why I went with Cal Ripken. I just uh there was like re- really no discussion about it. It was like, all right, it's Cal Ripken hands down.
3: Yeah, I feel and sorry for the short. If you look, the at, team if you look at the
0: Orioles, we've had some good shortstops. I mean, JJ Hardy. Um, you know, all joking aside, Mike Bordick was pretty decent. Miguel Tejada was good. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've had good shortstops in here. You know, and then Manny when he played shortstop. You know, although I always consider Manny a third baseman. So um, we've had we've had good guys in those positions.
1: Yeah, and um, definitely when J.J. Hardy was on the team for the for a few of those years, he was my favorite Oriole. Yeah, but I just you, you can't. I just feel sorry for any uh, shortstop that plays for the Orioles after Ripken. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So um, we'll mention uh, we'll mention a couple more snubs after we get done the, after we get done with this. Okay. Um, so wrapping up the uh, wrapping up the batting order, let's go with DH Matt designated hitter.
1: Oh goodness! Well, that's the one I forgot.
0: All right. Well, while you go ahead and try to think of that, I'm going to tell you Harold
1: Beans. You know, <laughs> the correct answer. Okay. Well, he a left fielder too. He was. A little, for a little bit,
0: he was. But as he got older, he uh, he tended the DH.
1: Oh man, who am I going to pick for this? <laughs> Albert Bell. <laughs> no, nah, not Albert Bell. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to come back to this one.
0: What was the, uh, what was the crazy one that we forgot about? Uh, Luke Scott. <laughs> Is your answer Luke
1: Scott? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Luke Scott was fun, but no, he's not. He's not making any of my uh, best of all time lists. That's,
0: that's the understatement of the uh, understatement of the decade. Luke well, Scott you
1: know, my funny. the only thing about Luke Scott that make my best of list is his uh, video where he was um, Luke Scott Walker. What what was it? <laughs> he had like a Star yeah. Wars video where he was like swinging a lightsaber and hitting baseballs all around Camden Park. Oh, that was the only best of list that he'd make there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, well, why don't we go to, uh, go to our starting uh, starting
0: rotation here, Matt, and I hope that you put these guys in order
1: here. Uh, well, you're going to make me do it on the fly then. Why don't you go first for starting pitcher?
0: All right, so, uh, so should I run down all five of my uh, five of my starters, or we want to bounce back and forth on this?
1: Yeah, let's do that, and then we'll do four right. levers after that.
0: All right, so uh, starting pitcher. So I went with the uh, obvious answer of Mike Musina, absolute best pitcher, uh at Camden Yards in Orioles history, even though he was a former Yankee, yes, I am going back on my thing there. Um, but Mike Mussina, there's just there's no denying that he was the best pitcher that the Orioles have ever had in Camden Yards.
4: Um,
0: secondly, I'm going to go with the hometown favor of Ben McDonald. Uh, you know, future uh, or current broadcaster here for the Orioles, absolutely love hearing him on the radio. He's fantastic. Uh, definitely went with Big Ben for number two. Uh, Got to get a lefty in there, so I went ahead and threw in Jimmy Key, uh, who went ahead and pitched for the Orioles for a couple of years. Uh, Eric Bedard, the uh, man responsible for us getting Adam Jones. I feel it's only only natural to go ahead and nominate him for the possession. He was a good starter for a couple of years, and managed to get us, uh, what was it? It was, uh, it was Tillman, Adam Jones, and uh, the closer. I can't remember his name, but it was the, uh, the Brim Reaper. You remember who I'm talking about? oh the the white guy with the flat straight oh yeah yeah yeah
1: you want me to tell you now because he made my list
0: oh good good yeah yeah. what's his name
1: uh george sheryl
0: there you go george sheryl thank you so uh surprisingly he didn't make my list but i did think that he was a great closer i remember getting hyped when he would come in um and just like when the games matter just like you know Screaming that it's over with when we we're uh when we we're going up against the Yankees, screaming at the Yankee fans, telling them that it's over with, and then Cheryl would go ahead and blow the save, and I feel like a fool. But anywho, wrapping up my uh wrapping up my four previously, say so we had Musina, McDonald, Key, and Bedard. Uh, number five, um, this is where I went a little bit with my heart, and I went with Chris Tillman. So okay. Musina, McDonald, Key, Bedard, and Tillman.
1: I thought you were going to rip my list, but maybe not. All right. So, number one, I got Musina, Same thing. Mm-hmm. Thought you were going to get me there. No. Number two, you might not agree with, but this guy is another one. Who's, he's like the uh, Melvin Moore of the infield here. He put in the work, man. He put in the work on bad teams, opening day guess? starter. You can, can, can. Yeah.
0: Scott Erickson.
1: Not who I'm talking about. Damn. Yes. Okay. Not who I'm talking about yet. Okay. He's a guy who made like three opening day starts, put in the work. For for me, he'll always be be remembered as an Oriole, uh, Rodrigo Lopez.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: He he was the man back then on those crappy teams. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I remember him starting that snow game too, the snow, uh, the opening day game where it snowed like crazy. Yeah. He was out there. That'll always be, uh, I'll always remember that. So, number three, I got your boy, Ben McDonald. Okay. I agree with you there. Four, I got Chris Tillman.
4: Okay.
1: Yeah, he he uh, he went through some rough patches there, but when he That's came, enough. he had a lot of good years, though. All right. Yeah, and number five, Scott Erickson. So, you nailed that one. All right. Yeah.
4: So, uh...
0: Just while I'm thinking of it, um, snub here, uh, especially since you're going with your heartfelt picks, I I can't believe that you didn't go with uh, Miguel Gonzalez.
1: Um, yeah, you know what? I I totally forgot about him, but I, I feel I do feel bad now. Yeah, I figured
0: he and his mariachi band would certainly go ahead and be on the uh would be on your list.
1: Yeah, I do feel bad about that because I did like that guy, but I won't I won't go back on any of these guys here.
0: All right, so relief pitchers. Relief pitchers, you got seven names. Do you have all seven? Um, <laughs> you couldn't think of seven seven relief pitchers, could you?
1: Man? No, I do, I do. I, I got seven, yeah. One <laughs> of them's a little – I'm only laughing because one of them, I can't quite remember his name, but maybe you'll remind me. I'll, I'll describe him the best I can.
0: Just tell me his number. I'll know who he
1: is. Oh, I definitely don't know that. <clears throat> oh, man. I'll describe him, and you, you, you might be able to tell me who it is. All right, fair enough. Okay. Who's going
0: first here? Um, well I'm gonna go with mine because I know all the names of my of my uh of my relief pitchers here. Alright, go ahead. So um I think the first three are obvious because they would be uh they would be your seven eight nine uh seven, eight, 9 innings guys. And um you know, I, the these guys are a little bit more recent because, you know, it's funny you go down this list and you think of uh guys that aren't on the team and haven't been on the team for a while. I think, you know, uh Machado and Jones were the probably two the two most recent guys um that I had on my list. But um right up there, and these are guys get, that went ahead and played with both of these guys, Brad Brock, Darren O'Day, and Zach Britton. Um definitely definitely first three that came to mind. Uh my fourth closer is uh Oriole Great, and the uh greatest closer in Orioles history, sorry, Zach Britton, uh is Greg Olson. So I think Greg Olson definitely deserves to be on there. Uh, Jesse Orosco, uh former Oriole great, uh, old man who who pitched until he was like seventy three years old. Uh, how about this one for a tossback, Arthur Lee Rhodes? Arthur. Arthur Rhodes, what do you think about that? Huh? Yeah, Artie Rhodes. There's a little surprise to the list that nobody saw. And why don't you go ahead and get the music playing for here for the for this one, Matt? All right. That you already know it's coming. We're talking about David Ortiz's daddy, <laughs> the greatest relief pitcher in Baltimore Orioles history. The greatest
1: pitcher of all time. Brian
0: Mattis. Oh boy. Yes.
1: Well now you're just making a mockery of your of our lists here. Come on now. You can't call him the greatest pitcher of all time.
0: Oh, greatest pitcher of all time against against David Ortiz.
1: Against one player, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, any, any any pitcher that goes ahead and turns Big Poppy into Pig Sloppy goes ahead and uh, makes my list.
1: As well as really he should. Okay. But he did not make mine. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: Damn, that was... Blasphemy. That hurt you. Blasphemy. That hurt you. All right, well let's let's go ahead and see who your relief pitchers are, and hear who exactly you're going to go ahead and bring in against David Ortiz when he comes up.
1: All right, I think I got a good one here that could uh that could do some damage against David Ortiz. All right, well first of all, I got Zach Britton. All right, then I got Darren O'Day. So I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I do have Brad Brock. Mm-hmm. He was in the same spot as your list, but I do well, have. I, that.
0: I think the relief pitchers are all. Uh... Are all just relief pitchers. I didn't necessarily put these in any order.
3: Oh,
1: okay, I just I, saved,
0: I just saved Britain for last because I knew you were going to have to play music.
1: I got you. But another one that might be able to handle uh, David Ortiz, I don't really remember them having any matchups, but remember uh, BJ Ryan? No, oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He was a great left-hander reliever. Yeah. Then we got George Sherrill. Okay. Koji Uihara. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, that's the master. Come on, you got to admit, when they moved him to the relief position, yeah, he was worth the money they spent on him at that point. He was not great as a starter.
0: Well, he 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 was all right as a starter um, up until the weather started to pick up, and then all of a sudden <laughs> he was uh, too hot. That's right, too yeah. hot.
1: <laughs> so that as, that
0: one <laughs> inning, that one inning of relief, he had on lockdown.
1: Yeah, he did. He did, and then he and then he went on to be a great reliever for Boston too, which is not great that he went and played for Boston, but he did a great job over there.
0: Yeah, he uh, you know, things are a little bit colder up there. so it's certainly not uh too hot up in yeah. Boston.
1: All right. So the last guy you're going to have to help me with. All right. I know we've had a lot of we've had a lot of sidearmers on the team.
0: Todd Froworth.
1: Not Todd Froworth, Yeah, that's the one I was. Um, I knew you were gonna guess that one, but not him. The one that came after him, there was Darren O'Day was the latest, but the one right before Darren O'Day, nobody remembers his name. Nobody knew who he was when he came out, but I swear he was like our best reliever for like years and years in the middle there.
0: Kelvin De La Cruz? No. All
1: right. <laughs> this might have to be. A, this might have to be like a tweeted out and figure out who it was here. <laughs> Oh, man, he had like a really um, didn't have like a unique name, I don't think. But
0: it, are you not talking about Jesse Orosco?
1: No, not Jesse Orozco.
0: another sidearm
1: pitcher for the Orioles. Yeah, he used to be my favorite reliever. No, not he wasn't a closer, like he was a mid, middle reliever. I thought you'd be able to nail this here, man, but I don't know. This isn't, Damn.
3: I think you got me.
1: Oh, we'll have to do some homework, but I'm I'm not gonna take him off my list because he was definitely the guy I was like, I was watching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't have a guy on your list with no name. <laughs> best best Orioles of all time. <laughs> with no name. <laughs> Get out of here, man! Out of- Get, Get out of
1: here. List, We're just throwing some shit out there.
0: All right. Well, well why don't we? Uh... While we decide this a little bit, right? <laughs> who, uh, who do you feel are some of the snubs that didn't necessarily make the list?
1: Um, let's see. Well, JJ Hardy, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, JJ, JJ for sure. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's, it's a tough to, it's a tough position
3: to go yeah. ahead. Um,
1: uh, I feel like there's like, something. there's like 20 outfielders you could throw out there, you know? Mm. Um, oh, yeah, my DH. I thought of my DH. Um, I'm going with no, no, no. I'm going with Nelson Cruz there.
0: Oh, see, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah. He had a great, uh, great time with the Orioles. Yeah, revitalized his career almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then he went on to be good for the Seattle Mariners. So.
3: Yeah,
0: you know, it's funny, so as you said Nelson Cruz, I was thinking Vladimir Guerrero and I was just going with it. I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. It's just like uh, okay. no, Vlad- he didn't Vladimir have, Guerrero. <laughs> no, he didn't have
1: a great great time here.
0: No, he did not. I was like, no. Oh yeah, he kinda of revitalized his career. I'm like, What the f no, pretty guys thinking here?
1: He was one of the guys that pretty much put the uh, nail in the coffin for his career as an orator. Matt,
0: Matt, were you thinking of Michael Givens?
1: No, 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 no. Not that recent.
0: Oh. Right. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I didn't think of Michael Gibbons.
1: No, but if I have to, I'll switch him out for Michael Gibbons because he's good too. Man,
0: I will tell you about say another snub. Say I think, uh, you know, and I think it just might be more of like a of a heartfelt pick, a Trey oh, Mancini snub.
1: I got it. Who is it? Chad Bradford.
0: Chad Bradford. That's right. Wow!
1: Look it up. <laughs> well, not now, wow. but if you get if you get a chance, look up his numbers with the Orioles, man.
0: Rad Bradford. Chad. No, no Rad. Rad. Rad Bradford. Oh,
1: you're calling him Rad Bradford. All right, Brad, yeah, I like that.
0: Rad Chad Bradford. Yeah. All right. Well, so, uh, man, <laughs> it, it's funny. I I can't believe that you weren't thinking of Michael Givens and you weren't thinking of uh,
1: Todd Frowers.
0: Well. Well, Todd Furworth, for sure, I thought of right away. But um, I think Donnie
1: Hart. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, those guys were – I just remember Chad Bradford. That might have been, like, the core years that I was watching this, like, Orioles team. Chad like, Bradford.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. This this uh, this uh week's episode is just going to be Chad Bradford is going to be the subject of it. <laughs> Cause I, Who know, remembers? I don't, want, I don't even want to talk Ravens anymore. So we've talked to Orioles for 15 minutes, and it's fantastic
1: yeah just name the name the episode who remembers chad bradford oh god <laughs> memories. <That'll get> some-
0: <laughs> memories with chad bradford they'll think chad bradford's <laughs> on the podcast
1: wait is oh. he dead the late chad bradford is he dead
0: no i didn't say the late chad bradford I said oh, okay. he's on the podcast <laughs> the late chad bradford oh god oh jesus I hope he's not. Now you're gonna make me look that up and hope that he's not. Wow. All right. Well, this is going completely off the rails here. <laughs> and so, all right, all right. Snubs. Um, so snubs. And trying to think of a couple snubs. So we got JJ uh, Hardy, Trey Mancini,
1: Michael Gibbons,
0: Michael Gibbons for sure. Yeah, Michael had a uh, had a few good years in here, and we just completely forgot
1: about him. Well, yeah. Give Give Trey Mancini a couple more years here.
0: Yeah. And, and he, he'll make my list. All right, that's fair. So give Anthony Santander a few more, a uh, few more years, and he'll make the list as well. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that wraps up our uh, Camden All Stars. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for putting that together there, Matthew. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, why don't we go ahead and stick with the Orioles here? MLB went ahead and had a. Uh, had a list of longest tenured player for each roster, and I spoiled this earlier because I was kind of curious if you're going to be able to guess or not. But uh, Matt, who is the longest tenured Oriole?
1: Oh, this is kind of cheating because he did tell me. But uh, Mr. Chris Davis, one hundred percent. So would would
0: you have been able to guess that had I not said that?
1: I don't think so. I think we would have been on the list of possible names to throw out there. But yeah, it it's kind of crazy. I guess he is coming up on his last. What, two years of a seven-year deal? Oh, thank God. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Chris Davis, longest tenured Oriole since 2011. We've dealt with him for nine years now. So, looking forward to getting him off of that list. Who's the longest tenured Oriole after Chris Davis, though, Matthew? I think it's a pitcher or
1: something? Mm -hmm. Does minor league career count here?
0: No, it's got to be an actual Oriole.
1: Okay, so it can't not, be like that.
0: Yeah, it doesn't include any time served in buoy or um, any of those other uh, dumps. I mean, uh, any of the
3: other oh, systems.
1: Come on, man. Well, I'm thinking a pitcher then at that point. Let me uh, – I don't know, man. This is tough. We've had so why, much – Why turn- are you
0: thinking a pitcher?
1: I have no idea. I don't know why I'm thinking of anybody because there's been so much turnover. Uh, is Trey Mancini wow. –
0: that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's Trey Mancini, but uh we'll we'll do some research and see if we can uh see if we can't figure that out. We'll have that answer for everybody next week.
3: Oh, cliffhanger.
1: Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna we'll have, it. We'll have get that cliffhanger that we'll have that cliffhanger and we'll have the complete um career stats of Chad Bradford next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes we will. <laughs> <laughs> Uh putting that in together now. Complete career stats of Chad Bradford. Putting that in the notes for next week.
3: Alright.
0: Oh fantastic. <laughs> Alright. So um uh, Orioles got a little bit got a little bit busy uh this week when we thought that this was gonna be a slow week for uh Orioles baseball and slow week for notes and things of that sort, and we were just gonna talk a whole bunch of ravens. Um Orioles got busy. Um, they went ahead and tweeted out that the elite, t- uh, talent pipeline just got even better. Hashtag rising tide as the Orioles have signed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. like 17 free agents out of, uh, out of the international market. So, and uh, from the looks of it, we've got one, two, three, four catchers. Why are we signing catchers when we've got Adley Rushman? Uh, Depth, I guess, right? Four catchers, one, two, three, four shortstops, because one of these guys have got to hit. Uh, One, two, three, four, five outfielders. And then two left-handed pitchers.
1: You always need some of those.
0: Yeah, so uh, so we signed a bunch of guys out of the international market, which is really, uh really interesting. And then, of course, it lists, uh, it lists their position, their name, how they bet, their date of birth, and their country. And Matt, he, if you need to feel old, the oldest guy on this list uh, was born February 19th in 2001. <laughs> so the oldest guy on this list is 19 years old. Wow.
2: Yeah, so it's they're, signing
0: of high- kids, yeah, they're signing kids out of the uh, international market, uh, 2003, 2004. So all of these kids literally 16, 17, 15, 16, 17 years old.
1: Yeah, so these are a bunch of high schoolers from like Dominican Republic, right? Yeah. It's kind of
0: crazy though,
1: isn't it? It ain't it its crazy, and I don't know where – I don't know how this, this whole thing works, how they can just sign all these people. Like where are they going to put them? Right. Is this just, like, a developmental contract, or?
0: Um, It just says that they've signed them. It doesn't necessarily say to what or where they're going or anything like that, so it just says that they've signed them.
1: Yeah, that gets too, like, nitty-gritty for me. Yeah. Especially since we lost the keys, the Frederick keys, so we don't even have anywhere to put these guys. Right. But well, those I mean, I'm... I
0: guess we'll put them in Aberdeen.
1: Yeah. So... But no, I, d- I definitely like the international signings. I-, I liked it when the Orioles started ramping that up.
0: I I like to see the fact that we're going after it, whereas previously we would just like, you know, we we would just take. I almost say like just American guys, but like we would just say, you-, you know what I'm saying. Like we just kind of no, like right. to what we got. Yeah, without um, um... and we were not active at all in the international market previously, and it seems like that's where all of the good teams are getting their good players.
1: Yeah, I mean without thinking about like whether that's good or bad for like teams or whatever, you got to look, you got to expand your market, man. I mean, absolutely. Look at all these guys around the league and they don't have they got names like Rodriguez and you know what I'm saying? So you got to look everywhere yeah. for for these players. I mean, these I'm sure these guys that they signed are living in countries where they can play baseball like all year round, you know?
0: Yeah, I these mean, ladies. you're not going to find a whole lot of Mike Trouts out there,
1: you know? <laughs> there's only one
0: Mike Trout, but there are many, many, uh, Hernandez's and Rodriguez's and things of that sort.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying you're not going to find another Mike Trout, but I'm just saying you can't just limit your, your field of, um, research to that American market. You know what I mean?
0: No, absolutely. So you, you've got to expand out and find the best players in baseball. That's what major league baseball is supposed to be.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, so adding on to this, so the Orioles, uh, for the first time in franchise history, the Orioles have signed seven-figure prospects to the op- to open the international signing period. Um, so a couple of big money deals, uh, seven-figure deals. One to catcher from the Dominican Republic, Samuel Basalo. And uh, hopefully I'm not mispronouncing that, but I'll quickly find out that I am. And that was $1.3 million to him. And then... Uh, I'm going to assume that this is supposed to be Michael Hernandez, but it's spelled Michael Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, M I M A I K O L. Uh, Hernandez, one point two million. He's a shortstop from Venezuela.
1: That's just Venezuela's version of Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. So, My Ma- Ma- Michael. It-
0: it- it's it's like Michael with a Y with uh, Michael Gibbons. Yeah. yeah. It just just something to confuse us. But uh, but yeah. So Mike Mike Hernandez signs for uh 1.2 million dollars, and then uh Samuel Basalo for 1.3. So 2.5 million dollars to two kids that are, uh, combined,
1: younger than the two of us.
0: No, I thought, than either I, one of us.
1: No, I thought Manny Machado got like a five million dollar signing bonus, something like that.
0: Hey, you know what? If Machado got uh got good money, and that's how Machado turned out, I'm okay with giving these kids all uh, this money.
1: No, oh, I thought you were saying like it's the first time they've gone like seven figures. I thought Machado got like a big deal signing bonus.
0: I think it's the fact that we signed
1: two uh two seven figure prospects. Oh, in the same year. Yeah, but that yeah. still didn't even equal Machado's, so Yeah. Oh well ch- uh, changing but, them, man. Yeah. I, if they, yeah, if they turn out like Manny for four years.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Then uh, yeah, it's well worth it. Absolutely.
0: So um Orioles go ahead and they signed uh They signed those guys. They signed a bunch of other kids. Um, We don't necessarily need to get into it because nobody's going to know who any of these guys are. Um, Let me see if I can find any names for uh, future. Let's see. All right. So we did sign a couple of angels, and I don't mean uh, Anaheim angels. I mean (laughs) Angel Pena and Angel Tejada.
1: Okay. Okay. All those right. are some baseball names right there. man. There's those are some baseball
0: names. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez sounds like a baseball name.
1: It does. Uh,
0: how about Hector Jimenez? Uh,
1: I don't Jimenez. like that. I don't like that Jimenez last name. You don't
0: Jimenez. like that Jimenez last name? No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, let's see here. Davy Cruz and Oh, Dave that's a good Isabel, one. D E I V Y. Davy Cruz. I like
1: that. All right. Uh,
3: let's see here. Yasmil Bucci. Yasmil Bucci. B U C C E.
1: Okay, we'll see how it turns out. I got no idea. I I can't like relate that to anybody. I I, I
0: like this one here. Victor Celodin Donino. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. I like
4: it. Oh man!
0: I I'll, I'll tell you. I got I got two favorites on this list just from names though. So we've got a uh, Wilmer Feliciano, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: Junior Lera. Uh So. Here you go. So here are my two picks from here, just based off of name alone. Elvis Polanco. Nice. He's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, 2003, so he's 17 years old out of the Dominican Republic. I do like Elvis. Mm-hmm. And shortstop from Dominican Republic, 16 years old. Uh, Anderson de los Santos.
3: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: I, I, like, uh, I like those two names right there. So we'll see if anything comes of uh comes to these kids here but yeah so a bunch of uh a bunch of young international signings hopefully the future of the Orioles. We'll see how they pan out.
1: Yeah, I can see a lot of those names on the back of jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> so, um all right, so we're talking about a little bit of money here so the Orioles uh avoided arbitration uh with one of their players. Uh, Trey Mancini avoids arbitration, signs for a one-year deal, $4.7 million. Uh, essentially the same deal that he signed on for, for last year. And, uh, you know, of course, he he had that setback last year, and mm-hmm. Orioles went ahead and had his back 100%, and here he is, I think, showing the same faith in the Orioles and, uh, and agreeing to this deal. So I think it's a fair deal for both sides. And yeah, hopefully Trey can hit... Get the ball rolling and be ready by opening day of the season.
1: Yeah, I do think it's a fair, fair deal. It's a little tricky because uh, definitely, if Trey Mancini wouldn't have had that setback, I would have hoped they would have been signing this guy to like a long-term deal, right?
0: Well, I, you know, I don't know um, because the whole thing for the Orioles is like, if you look at the uh, if you look at our outfield, it's a little busy out there. And is Trey the first baseman of the future then? Is that a possibility? Sure, it's a possibility. But um, the outfield certainly is Uh, it's getting a little bit cluttered out there, so I don't necessarily know that there's room for him over there anymore. And if the Orioles decide that they want to go ahead and sign a uh, quote-unquote big bopper, you know, would he be a DH? Would he be a first baseman? So I think Trey, I think uh, maybe after this year, he gets like a three-year deal after mm-hmm. that. Um, but I don't necessarily see like long term, long term.
1: But I, I was just thinking they're they're giving him a one year to see if he can even come back and play at the caliber he used to, you know. Yeah. So it's a little tricky there, but I'm glad he got it.
3: Yep,
0: roll the yeah. dice and hopefully it works out for both uh, both parties.
1: And you got to have a, a veteran guy there to be on the team while these other guys are developing. I mean, none of I would I would say a lot of those outfielders are still in development.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, Santander, uh, Austin Hayes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Cedric Mullins.
4: Oh, who, yeah. That's who
0: the, I failed to mention. The so, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of youth in there. Of course, we were even talking about trying to get Mount Castle over there, um, figure out his spot.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. So, one of those guys, uh, the one guy that did not avoid it, arbitration is uh, Mr. Oriole, Oriole legend. Um, or question of one-year wonder, uh, Anthony Santander uh, was unable to agree to a deal, and he will be going to arbitration with the Orioles. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of curious with how this one goes. I mean, don't get me wrong, Santander had a great season, but, of course, then he also got hurt towards the end of it. Um, You know, the question would be is, Is he a one-year wonder? Is this, like, was it a fluke? Um, And you have to believe that on Santander's side, it's like he's proven that, you know, he's going to be the face of this organization, that he's an all-star player, um, everything else. And the Orioles have to be leaning towards the side of, whoa, we haven't even seen this for a full one season yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, he hit this at his perfect time. Like, this is a perfect timing for him. Mm Mm-hmm. He hit his arbitration year right when he had like a massive, like, first half of the year. Yep. So I could see it from that side where he's going to be like, well, this is a great time to ask for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But then the Orioles, I mean, they're just like throwing guys out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do it just yet with anybody, like, make a big, big deal with anybody the way this team's going. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I yeah. still think we're a couple of years out. Say, so of course, uh, I wasn't even going to mention this, but MLB did a low. Gazing into their crystal ball of uh future world champions in twenty twenty seven they had the uh they had the orioles winning the world series
3: wow.
0: so I know we're hoping a little bit uh a little bit earlier we're still hoping like twenty twenty three but they were predicting twenty twenty seven I wish I remembered uh who they posted us winning over, which was kind of funny but
3: um yeah, yeah they still
1: think that we're a ways out. That seems like a long time away. Mm -hmm. I I hate doing that too. I hate saying like, oh, I think we're going to win in twenty twenty three. I hate like waiting. Let's take it twenty twenty three
0: is two years away. And I mean,
1: completely unknowns win it next year. How about that?
0: I mean, if if you look at look at our team right now, there's definitely still a lot of questions out there. Yeah. So you know, I would like to see winning baseball this year. I think that would be a good good uh, good push and then maybe next year playoffs, and then, of course, 2023, we're talking World Series. but We'll yeah. see. So I still think there's a uh, – unfortunately, there's a long road to haul. But you are starting to at least see signs of, uh, dare I say, trusting the process.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to bring like – when you start looking at baseball as like in business terms or whatever.
4: hmm
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a great team in 23 or 24, but as like a fan perspective, I just want to see them Yeah, have like a good year. Wanna see all these guys like have their best year next year and yeah. see if they can make the playoffs.
0: I just hope this arbitration doesn't uh an arbitration is ugly. like it's one guy saying that he's great, it's the team saying, Well, yeah, he's great, but dot, dot dot and then they point out all of your flaws. And I just hope that it's uh handled as well as it can so that Santander doesn't uh I don't wanna say it doesn't get his feelings hurt, but doesn't get uh you know, doesn't get upset and you know, then all of a sudden doesn't necessarily have, uh, it can cause a lot of ill feelings between the team and the player. Mm-hmm. so, but that's that's the job of the arbiter. That's the job
1: of the arbitration. Yeah, you got to leave that business side of it out. Yeah. You know?
3: mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, I guess to be continued, we'll find out what goes on with that. Um, in the meanwhile, uh, a couple other things. So, Matt, you'll remember, uh, so we had uh, There is one person who did actually go ahead and get his money. And you'll remember I made an offer to this person. And this was DJ Le Mayhew. Uh, he went ahead and re signed with Yankees. So you know what that means. DJ Le Mayhew, Welcome back to the list! So uh, DJ Le Mayhew, unoriginal, stealing lay Machine from the machine of Albert Pujols. Uh, had an opportunity to get off of the list simply by signing with any one of the other 31 baseball teams in M- MLB. And instead, he opted to go ahead and sign with the Evil Empire again. And uh, for that reason, he's still on the list.
1: Yeah, he had a chance. Yep. He had a chance. It was a new year, new list. Mm-hmm. Had plenty of teams to choose from.
0: And he's right back on it.
1: They like screwed up.
0: Absolutely. All right, so um, last thing to close out, uh, close out our baseball segment, a nice, nice hour-long baseball segment. Uh, MLB will have seven-inning doubleheaders and a runner on second base uh, for the extra inning rule, subject to union approval for 2021, and are discussing universal DH and the expanded postseason again. So what are your thoughts on this,
1: Matthew? I hate, I hate it, man. I hate the seven inning games. I hate the second man, the man on second base. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: It's like not even real, real games anymore at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mind the expanded. I don't mind the universal DH. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: And I don't mind the expanded playoff teams. That doesn't change the game too much. I mean, you could argue that the DH changes the Mm -hmm. game or whatever, Mm -hmm. But the American League's been playing with the DH for how long?
0: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll argue with you on. Say, I agree with you on the uh, on the seven inning doubleheader. Like, it's it's stupid. Um, there's no need for it. Like, cutting out two innings completely changes the game. And um, not for the better.
1: I would just rather have shorter seasons, then. If you're going to do that, make the season shorter.
0: Yeah. The runner on second, say, I- I feel like that's offered a little bit of fun and it's made the, uh, it's made the extra innings a little bit more, a little bit more interesting right off the bat. Um, and you know, you can't leave your seat. Like you have to watch because you don't know what's necessarily going to happen. Um, I feel like it got to be a little bit predictable because a lot of teams would go ahead and they would, you know, sacrifice somebody to get them over to third base and then see what they could do to get the guy home. Um, but again, say the other teams gonna start with the same uh with the same opportunity. So uh give or take on that. So I'm, you know, it, not really strong one way or the other. It does support uh you know a little bit more excitement, but meh. Um as for the universal DH, I like watching pitchers bet. So I I think it's entertaining. I think some of the most fun is like when you go ahead and see see pitchers that never bat, like the Orioles. Uh, go ahead and bat and look up there and they look you know nervous as can be because they haven't batted since like high school or something and just like it's kind of a reflection of what you would look like if you were going up there to bat for the first time going up against the uh, major league pitcher you know
1: oh jeez, thanks
0: well what i would look like how about that
1: <laughs> no i'm just kidding anybody would yeah
0: so um but that's kind of how i feel about that like i In games that matter, I wouldn't necessarily like to see a DH up there, but, like, for your regular baseball games, it's kind of fun. And the other thing is it changes the game in the aspect of, you know, if you're a National League pitcher and you have to bat, are you going to have that same hothead mentality where you're backing guys off the plate left and right, or if you decide to go ahead and, you know, just plunk somebody because of whatever, you know, all of a sudden it could come back to haunt you. As a pitcher, mm-hmm. pitchers feel like they're like bulletproof, like nothing can happen to them when they're out there.
4: Yeah. And,
0: um, I like that, uh, I like that little feeling on the back of their shoulder, just like, you know, hey, uh, maybe, maybe not throw so high and tight next time.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. I'll, I'll modify my response to that. I'll either, I, would, I definitely don't mind the DH, but mm-hmm. I, I, it's nice that they're choosing either one way or the other. Like, either they got to, <laughs> make both leagues pitchers hit or make a DH on both leagues, like make it the same for both leagues. Mm. i would say that. But going back to the man on second base, it's like, mm. I, I definitely do not like that. That it, Yeah. It's fun. And it's been exciting, mm. but so would, I mean, we might as well throw like a keg out there at second base and make it softball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's oh, a lot of I, things you could do to make the game fun. You could have like multi-ball, you could have multi-baseballs flying around the outfield, but you don't do it.
0: Well, I'm not it cha- it's it's that, not That's more of a not baseball. than anything there, Matthew.
1: <laughs> but do you, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that make the game more fun. You remember that movie, Basketball?
2: It's baseball rules. Yeah, like a singles from the free throw line. Right, and a doubles from the top of the key. You can't shoot from the same place twice. A, a triples from back here, and a home runs from behind the meatballs. you miss you're getting out ready break break well oh, what we can explain it more slowly
0: if you need us to you're not big sports guys, you know i I never sat down and watched the entire movie
1: neither did I, but th- that's that that's the point i'm getting at You can change the game a million ways to make it more fun yeah, for like the time being and for like a i don't know it's just like a I, what do you, what do you want to call it? Like a fad? Like a?
0: So you you don't want to change the game, but you're okay with if we go from American League and National League playing with different rules to just playing the same rules?
1: Yeah, universal. Make those rules universal.
0: Right, so you want to have your cake and eat it too? <laughs> that's, that's I, I what think I'm
1: I, I think it's a completely different <coughs> argument. I mean, one league has been playing with the DH since I was born. You know, that, that's all I've ever seen.
0: And one league hasn't been playing with the DH since you were born.
1: And that's my point. Either choose one or the other and go with one or the other. But it's not like it's a different game.
0: Some people like vanilla, some people like chocolate, Matthew.
1: You're just saying random stuff now. I don't know what the hell's going on. Oh Lord.
0: All right. Well for the uh for the last thing for the expanded postseason say of course I'm on board with this. Um any opportunity for the Orioles to go ahead and try to sneak in there, I'm all for.
1: Yeah. So all right. Um uh, okay, well, you know what, let me let me just close it out by saying go this. Ahead. I enjoy baseball. Mm-hmm. I like the game of baseball. I don't understand where all these people are coming from that want to change the game, change the rules, make up all this weird stuff. Like They just don't like baseball, I guess. So they yeah. shouldn't have a say.
0: So they want to take hitting away from pitchers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, you're obviously not going to let me speak my mind about this. No, no,
0: no. I'll I, I let you speak your mind. I'm just, I'm just
3: commenting.
1: All right. Well, let's, let's, let's go on.
2: Birdland Sports. For fans fans. Find more great shows like this at BirdlandSports.com.
0: And for the first time in multiple weeks, I mean, I feel like it's been six weeks or so, but uh, Matt, you go ahead and hit the music.
4: Take these broken wings and learn to fly again learn to live so free
0: Alright, so uh, the seasons are with guys. Uh, we had a good run uh, the Ravens lose to the Bills in the playoffs, um, scoring a grand total of three points. Um, Justin Tucker missed a couple field goals. Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson's got a concussion, and next season we need to see if we can't find the center It snaps the ball. <laughs> that's uh, that's gonna go ahead wrapped up for the show, guys. Thanks very much for enjoying uh, for joining us. And uh, we'll go ahead, and if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on the... T- oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you uh, Did you want to go a little bit more in-depth
1: with that one? You could wrap it up there, because those nightmares came back, didn't they? They sure as hell did. There was a couple other nightmares, too, but um, I'll let you go ahead and uh, continue, and then I'll I'll, do, I'll say my piece.
0: <laughs> so, um, Ravens lose 17-3. to Um immediate thoughts of this is that we went down and drove on the first drive and we're like just making great progress and we got what's the word well i guess we we got stopped Mm -hmm. and we were going to settle for a field goal and as usual an announcer goes ahead and mentions that justin tucker never misses
1: that's what he said too.
0: He didn't and say he barely misses, he
1: says he never misses.
0: He never misses. And Tucker, sure enough, just right on cue.
4: <laughs>
0: and it takes a lot of skill to go ahead and hit that uh hit that goalpost. I'll let you know, so the uh we're sitting down, we're watching the game, and this is the uh Hot Irish wife and I. And I watch this and I'm just lost in Like, I can't believe that that just happened. I'm speechless. And God bless her, the hot Irish wife says, yeah, it was good. No, no, it wasn't. It hit off the goalpost. She was like, yeah, hit off the goalpost and went in. It's like, no, no, it didn't. (laughs) Like, what the hell did you say? No, it didn't. And I had to rewind because I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what? It is possible that that happened. So let me rewind it and watch it again. Watch it again. Sure enough, Boom. So first field goal missed, missed opportunity. Um and I think the Ravens went ahead and held on the first on the Bills first drive too.
1: Yeah, that uh, wasn't the end, that wasn't the end of the world cuz it was 0-0 no, zero zero at that point.
0: No. And you know, for things that were uh things that were good um for the first half, it seemed like we were you know Stefan Diggs had a few catches here and there, but for the most part we were containing him uh in the first half. I mean it was three three in the half. So yeah. it was it was still a game. It was still a winnable game. Lots of mistakes. Lots of uh lots of drops, lots of um uh, you know, we were running the ball, things were going well, and then all of a sudden the Bills figured us out and we couldn't pass the ball to save our life. Um Lamar had a couple of misses. Um, you know, uh, the one that stands out to me is Hollywood's out there in the end zone and he's like all by himself and Lamar underthrew him mm-hmm. uh, where it bounced up and hit him afterwards. Um, you know, uh, positive side, Hollywood Brown was Hollywood again. You know, he made the best of uh, made the best of his situation um, so I guess I guess I guess I'll go ahead and spoil the Hollywood or Dollywood segment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hollywood Brown really stepped up, and and he was that wide receiver that we needed. Um, <clears throat> our rushing game seemed to be on as far as Edwards. Edwards looked better than uh, better than Dobbins did, I think. Um,
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean the the. the... Yeah, Hollywood, that's what I was going to say. Hollywood definitely looked good. I mean, he's just turned into a good receiver now. I don't know what happened or what changed in his, like, mentality, but he's, like, a good NFL receiver now. It's, yeah. cra- it's crazy.
3: And old, uh,
0: old Stonehands Mark Andrews showed up again.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, Mark Andrews had a couple of drops yet again. Um, I don't know what his deal is. Hopefully he gets uh, gets it figured out in the offseason, but um, he's got to catch the ball. And he's had he had multiple drops again last night. Um, I'm not even going to hold the one against him where he was in the end zone in quintuple coverage and for whatever reason Huntley went to him. Um, but that hit him in the hands and he should have caught that.
1: Well, he was fully um, stretched out. Though. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can't blame him for that. Though. The game was over yeah. at that point.
0: I'm not, I'm not too upset about that one, but like he had multiple drops. J.K. Dobbins, all of these comparisons that he gets to Ray Rice – and i know it's, that's a name that you don't really mention uh mention anymore but you know you got all these comparisons to him uh he does not catch the ball like rice did that's for damn sure um you know it he's not he's not the drop uh or the drop down pass re- receiving running back that ray rice was
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know he's straight up the middle or to the left to the right like but like he's a running back that's what he does he's not a receiving running back so you know it's just like people want to compare him to him because, yeah, he's got about the same size as him, and he wears the same number as he did, but it, the comparison stopped there. um I'm not saying that Dobbins is a bad running back by any stretch of the imagination. I think that he's the future for us, but you know a lot of a lot of drops the the this last night,
1: yeah, and you're I mean, you're calling out a lot of guys that made like a lot of mistakes here, mhm-. But I'm going to call out two things about the game. Okay. One, one is the wind. I'll, I'll start by saying that I'll be nice. Okay. And say the wind had a lot of a lot of factor in this game, right? Yeah, both- Yeah, I
0: mean there there there's two things that blow that blow in women. It's the or that blow in Buffalo. It's the women and the <laughs> wind.
1: All right, so you got you got an all-star kicking team of Tucker and Cook that can't kick the ball. Oh my there. god. What? It was
0: dumb, dumb and dumber last night. Well,
1: because of the wind. I, I, I'm like, I'll give them the benefit of it out there and say that it was just tough conditions to play in.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And you got the guy on the other side missed. Whenever they were kicking into the wind, they missed, mm. including the Buffalo kicker. The other thing, it's a good thing Jackson won that first playoff game last week because he looked like he was playing with a concussion since the start of the game. Oh Jesus. He looked awful. I mean, if that was like Ooh. the worst performance of like any quarterback in the playoffs this year, how long was he going to hold onto that ball, man? And not did, run.
0: Did, did it have you thinking, um, did, did it have you thinking just like, my God, I, I wish I had a passing quarterback. <laughs>
1: I wish he would at least pass the ball. He wasn't even he wasn't doing anything. He was No. Holding the ball he was like just
0: a... bouncing back and forth, bouncing back and forth and not making a decision. He took so many bad sacks last night.
3: Yeah,
1: it's awful. That
0: you should have just thrown the ball away. And with that being said, yes, Lamar pay, played
3: badly. But if the Ravens don't have a new center at the start of the season next year,
0: I'm debating watching football. <laughs> Our center play was so bad, not just last night, not just last night, all season it's been bad.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, we went ahead and we called up some uh, some guy from the practice squad, and I can't remember his name, but like he had like three names. It was like something Van something,
3: Doesn't matter. And, and,
0: yeah, but it was like Tristan Van something or other. But like he was he was a decent center. Like he was getting the job done. And for whatever reason, we went back to the guys that were paying. I'm like. Why not go with the guy that's getting the job done?
1: Yeah, that's, that's but, definitely on their priority list next year.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, so here, since you go ahead and you, you mentioned that, priorities uh, next year, center. Center has got to be number one priority. You need center and offensive line, and if our offensive line is good enough with Stanley coming back, I'm okay with that, but we've got to get a center.
1: Has we anybody ever been excited about a team, like, looking to draft a center in the in the NFL draft.
0: But but you know what? If they go ahead and say with the, you know, 29th pick in the first round, the Baltimore Ravens select center whoever, I'm going to go nuts. Yeah.
1: I, I, no, I, I I'm just saying. That's where our team's I, at right now.
0: That, that's where we're at. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't want us to go center in the first round, but if we do, I know for a fact that we're getting a good one. Uh, the other thing is is look at free agency. Let's see if there's some centers out there in free agency that know what they're doing. Say, because I would absolutely love to see a uh see somebody that already knows, that's played in the NFL, that's got the uh got the experience because I feel like center is that one position where he needs somebody experience. We were talking about taking the guy from uh from the Jets that retired this year for a while and mm. like nothing ever developed from that. But it's just like I would have liked to see that. And, like, it just goes to show you some of these unappreciated positions, like center, um, that just, like, they're underappreciated, they're underwhelming, nobody ever gives them credit for what they're doing. And until you have a good one or until you have a bad one, that's when you notice. It's just like kicker. Until you have a good one or a bad one, nobody notices.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm being Uh, ignorant with, like, the athletic skill it takes to be a center. But... you're not not even allowed yeah probably most likely but you're not even allowed to like touch a center anymore you know you can't hit him right after he snaps the ball anymore Mm -hmm. so you just need a guy that can put the ball in the quarterback's hands every time like you could be 50 years old and be a good center i bet in this league now yeah just get a guy well you know what i'm saying though just get a guy that can deliver the ball
0: yeah yeah absolutely like you've got one job You've got two. You got to do that, and then you've got to block. But you can't get blindsided, like, right after you hike the ball. Like, I, I just, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be this guy, but man, they had, there was a blind snapper. You remember that? There was a blind snapper that they had that was playing college ball that would like go ahead and hike the ball off for the kicker for uh for kicks, punts, field goals, etc. Uh, and <laughs> the think- guy literally tapped him on his shoulder when he was ready to snap the ball and he snapped the ball and he snapped it perfectly. <laughs> so yeah, so you don't you don't necessarily have to have all of the skills in order to do the job. Yeah. You know, I just like they they got to get better at this. That's it's completely inexcusable for a center to be snapping the ball the way that he was, um, during a freaking playoff game. Yeah, you want to talk about first game jitters? Okay, I can get
3: past that. We're in the playoffs. We we've played eighteen, seventeen, eighteen games. You know this this
0: is completely inexcusable. You know, and the fact of the matter is is the center's bad punt is why Lamar had a freaking concussion in the game. It's why Lamar got caught, why Lamar got bumped out. And I'm not saying that's why we lost the game, because that game was lost long before that. That game was lost after the interception in the red zone. Might I also say the first interception in the red zone that Lamar has thrown. Talk about bad timing, but I can't really be too upset when it's the first time that he's done it in two and a half seasons.
3: Yeah. And, um, but well, those three-
0: those centers <coughs> – excuse me. Those centers better have gone to M&T Bank Stadium and found friggin' pink slips in their
1: freaking locker. There's three things I don't want to see next year. Yeah. Both of those centers. hmm And it a good, it's, it's kind of crazy we're talking about so many sidearm relievers for the Orioles earlier because I you never – You don't want to see
0: sidearm passes from Lamar?
1: I never want to see him do his Todd Troworth impression again. There was a ch- – we lost that game before, I don't know, like midway of the third quarter, yeah, but there was a chance for a comeback. yeah and There was a third and short. Mark Andrews wide open, no pressure on the quarterback, and he throws a sidearm to- at the ground. Mark Andrews had no chance to catch. I'm tired of it, man. He needs to throw that ball to him. Mark Andrews is wide open.
0: Yeah, but Andrews probably would drop that one anyway. You
1: can't – I mean, you can't say that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, it, it just like this game was a good realization towards what uh what needs to happen next uh, next se- before next season. So the Ravens definitely have needs for next season. Center number one priority is got to get a good center. I don't care if it's in the draft. I don't care if it's free agency. Get yourself a center that can snap the fucking ball.
1: Or teach um, these guys to not be head cases and like, No, they're, they're don't
0: there. teach these guys. F these guys. <laughs> F, F these guys. Let them go play for Jacksonville, Let them go play for the Jets. Let them go play for some sort of a, a scumbag, terrible team. Um, we don't accept mediocrity here in Baltimore when it comes to football. We already do that enough as Oriole fans. Yeah oh. you know, the fact of the matter is is that the Ravens are supposed to be our turn to. It's supposed to be baseball season is terrible. Okay, is it football season yet? Is it football season yet? Yes, it's football season. You know, unfortunately, that's the way that things have been for years. You know, as much as like, whether I want to admit or not, that's the way that it is. Baseball season goes on, it's fun for a little while, and then all of a sudden the Orioles are the Orioles. And then, you know, and hopefully that's changing. But... The mindset is the Orioles are the Orioles. Things are fun for a little while. Then they become the Orioles again. And then, hey, football season's right around the corner. Mm -hmm. Cool. But, you know, we were spoiled for years. And I I dare not mention this name. But the truth of the matter is is that we were spoiled for years in the fact that we went from a guy who was average to good during the season to somebody that was good – to great, dare I say, elite, during the playoffs. Hey, let me tell you about my favorite pizza, my way. Ten bucks, any pizza. Hut, hut, pizza hut. Flacco's favorite. Check it out. You know, and you can't deny that. You know, um, <clears throat> what was it? Whoever, uh, what was the first game yesterday? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just, just tied Joe Flacco's record for uh, most, uh, Most playoff wins with 100 yards, uh, something or other. But Joe Flacco, uh, you got Aaron Rodgers, who was an elite quarterback, just tying one of Joe Flacco's records. You know, Joe Flacco had an elite run in 2012. But, like, we got used to playoff Joe. It was like, okay, he can be mediocre during the season. As long as the playoffs, that's when we kick into high gear. I don't want to have an elite quarterback during the regular season, who chokes in the playoffs. You know? It's a hundred times worse. It's a hundred times worse.
1: That's what they're going to be talking about. He he won the playoff game. Now can he win a championship? And that's what they'll be talking about until he does.
0: So So, you know, the narrative has changed. So it's no longer can he win a playoff game. Now it's can he win a championship. So okay, so he had an MVP season last season, he didn't win a playoff game. He had a R eight season this season, he did win a playoff game. And then next year, um next year what, what what are the expectations? Is it AFC championship or bust or is it um Super Bowl or bust? You know, and it's like if you look at this division, <laughs> the division's up for grabs. You know, the Steelers are falling apart. They're not going to get any better during the offseason. You know, they're going to have to have a changing of guard at quarterback. The only way that the Steelers remain the top dog in our division are if somehow they pull off the trade and take Deshaun Watson from the Texans. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And there's no way in hell of that happening because the Steelers' salary cap is just so abundantly ridiculous that even keeping Ben is going to be like just crippling to their uh to their team. So, you know, I'm not saying that Ben's gone after the season, but like just his salary cap hit alone is, is a detriment to the team.
4: Yeah.
0: So, you know, the Steelers are going to be the Steelers. The Browns uh I'm sorry, we're going to see exactly tonight just who the Browns are <laughs> and they're going to here you go. Throwback molly-whopped by the, uh, by the Chiefs. Yeah. You know the, the Chiefs are going to absolutely destroy the Browns, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, and the, the Bengals are the Bengals.
3: The Bungles. You know, yeah.
0: The Bungles. The bungholes. So yeah, um, you know, this this division is up for grabs, and if the Ravens want to win it and they want to dominate it and they want to go into the playoffs and play playoff football and play meaningful football, and, you know, capitalize on the defensive players and, you know, some of the offensive players that we have, they need to act. They need to act now. But we need a center, we need a wide receiver, and we need an edge rusher. Hollywood's proven that he can be a a good wide receiver. But it all falls back to what I've been saying all season. He's a young wide receiver that needs that number one to go ahead and fill it out so that he can be a solid number two or that solid number two that can go ahead and pull some of the uh some of the safeties or some of the corners so that he can get open
3: yeah.
0: but he needs help he can't do this by himself he can't do it with Willie Sneed um he can't do it with you know as much as I love him he can't do it with 85 year old Des Bryant you know, so the Ravens are going to have to look at free agency. They're going to have to sign somebody. There's a lot of big names that are coming available next season, mm-hmm. and you know, I would like to see the Ravens go ahead and make a move on one.
1: Yeah, and you know, the the talk next year is going is already going to be is Lamar Jackson a bust? That's that's just the way the media works in football. I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to say that much already. But his, like, growing years are, are done, man. This is, like, three years now where he's been in the playoffs. So, he needs to – we need to have a better showing next year.
3: Yeah. All right.
0: You got uh, any closing thoughts on the Ravens?
1: No, nothing on the Ravens. You know, I was thinking about um, – mm-hmm. I might want to root for the Bills now. <coughs> but after I saw Josh Allen take – the. Take that flop and throw his hand up yeah. in the air looking for a flag. I don't know if I want to do that anymore. Yeah,
0: that was that really was that was pathetic. <clears throat> so um I'll tell you what, say so why don't we close this out with uh well, sometimes we just need something to go ahead and bring us back up. We'll go ahead and close this out with a monkey knife fight. you will never know the simple
4: joys of a
1: monkey knife fight. Give it
2: Oh, he ate pretty no more.
0: All right, so last week we talked about monkey Knife fight. we were closing out with some of our losses and we didn't really get an opportunity to mention uh mention some wins. We were talking about the Steelers and the Browns game having no idea that it was going to go uh quite the way that it did. Say the Browns were uh Browns were up I think like 14 nothing or 21 nothing when we when we closed out. So maybe we did know how it was going, but uh nobody was expecting it and it was fun. Um Matt, I'll have you know that a uh, 20 dollars bet on Ben Roethlisberger going more than 290.5 yards and Baker Mayfield going for 235.5 yards uh, paid out a handy $70 there. Uh, $50 net. Wow. $50 net, $70 total. So sure. uh, Ben no, no. threw for 501 yards so and great, Baker isn't. Mayfield threw for 263. Um. So... <clears throat> a week later, yesterday, I actually went ahead and put a little money on uh, put a little something on the Packers, uh, Packers Rams game, did a little touchdown dance, and had uh, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers, and Devonte Adams combining for two and a half uh, over two and a half touchdowns. So obviously they needed three. And once you know who won the pony, uh, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers, and Adams all had one, so three total touchdowns pays out once again. Um that was just a one and a half time uh or a uh two time bet though, so a twenty dollar uh twenty dollar bet, one twenty dollars net, so forty dollars total. So looking pretty good right there, you know, mm-hmm. putting forty bucks in and coming out with a uh, hundred and ten. You know, life was life was going pretty good there. Um I will have you know some wagers yeah. that did not make it. Uh, decided I put some uh put some money on the Ravens game to make that interesting as well. Uh, Did a little touchdown dance with uh, Stephon Diggs, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Andrews for a total of two and a half. Uh, They only got one, so I did not clear on that one. Uh, Figured I would double up with a goal of one and a half, so I needed two touchdowns, Matt. Two. Stephon Diggs, Marquise Brown, and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, All three combined for a grand total of one touchdown, which was the one that Diggs got.
1: Yeah, I think
0: we all lost on the Ravens And then finally, for whatever reason, and it was like I was hearing all this stuff about the weather, but that didn't push me back. I figured this was going to be a very, very high-scoring game, but I knew by halftime that this was a loss. Um, Josh Allen for more than 303.5 yards and Lamar Jackson for more than 189.5. Allen threw for 206 and Jackson threw for 162. So... A few wins uh, from last week and then leading into this week. A few losses from last night. And I've got one more coming up. I am taking in the Chiefs versus the Cleveland uh, Browns. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Nick Chubb. For more than three and a half touchdowns. So we need four touchdowns between those three gentlemen. And that's uh that's my
3: play. Oh, okay. You're backing on KC thinking on a lot of points uh, I guess.
0: Huh? shoot of sorts, but I think once Cleveland gets down through the red zone, they're going to go ahead and be uh hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and letting him do what he does. So Kansas City's got the 16th ranked defense. Yeah. They're not necessarily uh not necessarily a yeah, you know, threatening defense. The big thing about them is you got to throw the ball to keep up with them. What about you, my mm-hmm. friend? Any monkey knife fight, uh, monkey knife fight wagers for you today?
1: Well, I won't get into like the details <laughs> and all. I just I've been losing right. pretty much every game, but I'm only betting like two bucks, five bucks here and there. Right. But last night I got a good story though, feel good mm-hmm. story here. I bet on the UFC main event, um, Max Holloway versus mm-hmm. Calvin Cater Cutter, whatever you want to call him. Um, I put. They had a number of significant strikes. They had to reach, and I put more for both. Um, Max Holloway, if you didn't see it, put like a whopping. Holly whopping on Calvin Cater, but they lasted the five rounds. And um, I guess I guess Monkey Knife fight counts significant strikes differently mm. than the I mean, differently than like the guys on TV. So I thought I lost it by watching the yeah, thing, but then I've this done. morning I woke up and it said I've won. So.
0: Oh, congratulations, my friend! Yeah, I remember, I remember you texted me there. saying that uh, that that you may have to do a monkey knife fight to go ahead and uh, see if you can't make up for last night. But you came out ahead.
1: I did. Yeah, they they well, definitely counted the significant strikes differently. So I'll put some money right. on some games today to to build that. <laughs> I, can, I can't compete with you right now, but uh, I got to build a little base here. Yeah, I don't know. Man, these games aren't going the way I'm thinking they're going to go.
0: Yes, yeah, I was looking for uh, I was looking for a touchdown dance like we had right. with the uh, with the Ravens of where you just had to get one and a half and
1: unfortunately that's
0: not even an option for the Cleveland Kansas City game. I'd love to get more. Uh, I'd love to just a chance to just double up on something, but unfortunately that does not look like a option here as Is they're really really trying to force your yeah. hand, at guys, getting at least three touchdowns. So. We'll go ahead and close this one out. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach us out. Uh, reach us out. You can uh, reach out to us by email: bleacherbirds at bleacherbirds@gmail.com. I did actually check that the other day. I saw that uh, Todd had sent a animated video of our uh, of our podcast. It was uh, it was a it was a little little behind there. Um, <laughs> so maybe we'll see if uh, we'll see if he can't go ahead and come up with something more creative i did enjoy it so i would like to do uh i would like to see more of these todd uh potentially something that we could post on the twitter or on the uh patreon or just in general post somewhere
3: uh, He said he sent that to you did. a while
0: ago I man you just haven't so, checked your email in a while but we are we we, we are checking the email <laughs> there's nothing so on it again send your questions comments concerns anything to bleacherbirds at gmail.com uh, reach out to me on Twitter at BleacherBirds. Reach out to Matt at BleacherMatt. Um, and as the uh, as the football season wraps up, uh, this will be primarily Orioles podcast going forward. We'll talk a little bit a uh, little bit of playoffs, and if there's any Ravens news to announce, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll go from there. But uh, welcome back, Birdland, um, and enjoy. Uh, Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the uh, enjoy sitting back with the rest of the losers and watching the uh, NFL playoffs to the rest of the Ravens flock. So, all right. Well, Matt, anything in closing? That's it for you. All right. Well, Baltimore Birdland and Beyond. Goos. Victor Celodin Doninho. <laughs>